You're listening to Brightwall Public Broadcasting, the only beacon of light in a world of darkness. Coming up next, Midnight Radio, with your host, I'm still in here. Brightwall, as always, Merry Christmas. You know, people ask me sometimes, what is it you do for the holidays? And you know, I never really thought about it until just now. See, where I'm from, holidays aren't necessarily a big thing. People around us celebrate it, but we ourselves, we don't. I've always wanted to, but I was always told that it was not my place. It wasn't my job. But it didn't stop me from looking every once in a while. Ever since I was a child, teenager, adult, grandparent, dead, I would have this, I guess, scrapbook is what you would call it, filled with different items from different holidays. And I would keep it under my bed so that nobody could see it, nobody could touch it, nobody knew what it was there. And sometimes I would just stare at it. All the colors and bright lights and happy people. I thought, you know, one day, one day that could be me. Then, well, I don't remember what happened next. But I got this job at the radio station, and I thought, well, if I can't do it for myself, I can do it for other people. So, from what I've ascertained over the years, this is the Brightwall Holiday Special. Now, I shall regale you with the tale of Santa Claus. An old man sits at the top of a mountain, staring down at the people below him. These people are small and meek, easily conquered. And he thought to himself, those people are small and meek. I could easily conquer them. Yet why are they so happy? For every time he looked, these people, small and meek though they are, were always smiling at what he couldn't guess. But he must figure it out. He went to the very edge and peered down as close as he could get. And he saw the tiny people exchanging gifts, little knickknacks and treasures to one another. Some were big and some were small. Some looked expensive, and some looked homemade. Some looked important, and some looked frivolous. The man stared and scowled. His blood ran cold. They were responsible for each other's joy. The presence seemed unimportant. What was important 
was them being together. He couldn't have this. Not one bit. So that very night, Christmas Eve, he went down to the city and he gathered up all of the people snug in their beds a deep asleep and carried them to the very top of his mountain. A mountain he called Nakatomi Plaza. When these people would wake up, they would see that they are kidnapped and nobody is coming to save them. And so that they would have to rely on him to save them. He would be their joy now. Nobody is allowed to have a good time without him being there. As they began to wake up and realize their predicament, they would stare at each other and yell and ask each other for help. But everybody, everybody was in the same predicament. They couldn't help each other. They needed the old man, he said. And so as he began to walk down the stairs to triumphantly save everybody, all of a sudden, there arose such a clatter as the heating ducts shimmied and shaked. And out of a vent popped a small boy with a tiny Christmas tree. Really, it was just a stick with a Christmas bobble on it. And they all stared at him agog, aghast. As he tried to save them, all he received was ridicule from the people. So the little boy instead put his tree aside and began to build a snowman. I... I don't know if that's right. Huh? It says right here, snowman. Began to build a snowman. And upon completion, the snowman came to life. And all the people cheered. Hooray, they said. Finally, someone will come and save us. The snowman looked to the people and looked to the small boy. Looked to the person on top of the stairs. And after wishing him a happy birthday, confusingly, he began to lead the kidnapped victims on a stroll through the city. With a broomstick in his hand, nobody asked questions. The old man stood there, watching his plan fall apart, seething under his breath. He would stay there, through the night and into the morning. He realized that he was home alone, and he wasn't sure what to do about it. So, he sat and he watched as the people rekindled their joy with each other. He then heard another familiar sound, as if somebody was once again breaking in. Perhaps, he thought, he had forgotten a kidnapped victim in the bathroom. And he wasn't completely wrong, as one of the older kidnapped victims had found himself back inside, realizing that how much stuff that the old man actually had, he was going to take some for himself. However, the old man had been robbed before, and he refused to be taken advantage of one last time. As the robber fell from the ceiling, quietly trying to sneak into the place, a paint can came, screaming from the sky, 
and clobbered him directly in the dome. The old man laughed to himself. Now's the point where he tries to come up and attack me again, but instead he'll walk on all these broken Christmas ornaments I've strewn around the house. What whimsy. But the person did not wake up. And the old man learned something. Concussions and head trauma are no laughing matter. The old man had had enough. If he couldn't make these people love him, if he couldn't make these people need him, then he would get rid of them. See, the old man had plenty of stuff around his house. Random assortments that you get over a long life. And he decided that he has no need of them anymore. He doesn't know what he would do with them. So instead, he takes them all inside a large sack and goes down to the town, disguising himself with a fake beard and a big red coat. He absconds towards the city. People see this man, unknowing who he really is, and their faces light up in delight before they're bludgeoned very swiftly with a big sack full of sharp shit. The attacks would go on for hours. During these attacks, the bag would occasionally split open, littering its wares all over the floor. The people who were still alive and conscious would take that stuff and return to their homes. Considering this a gift from the gods, A, they were still awake, and B, they had new stuff. This tale would be passed down from adult to child, from child to infant, from infant to earthworm, and from earthworm to those little beetles that kind of like roll up on themselves. I don't know if they're called pill bugs. I don't even know if they're actually beetles. But that, as far as I know, is the story of Santa Claus. And it's always warmed my heart this time of year. That even in your most violent and rage-fueled moments, you too can be good in this world. Let's go to the mail. Remember, if you'd like to send us a message here at the Midnight Radio, you can go ahead and send all your emails to brightwall at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, if that's still a thing. The letter reads, Merry Christmas, one and all, to those at Midnight Radio. Thank you. I was wondering, where is the best place in the house to hide the elf on the shelf? My children love the tradition, and I'd like it to keep going. That's a very good question. The best place to put your elf on the shelf is in the goddamned trash. You see, the Christmas tradition was only invented in 2005. The book itself was called A Christmas Tradition. You can't just call yourself a tradition and make it so. I could say, it's tradition for everybody to pay me a dollar on Venmo. Doesn't mean you have to do it. And besides, from what I can ascertain, Santa Claus should be omnipotent. 
He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. And he doesn't need a snitch on the inside to figure it out for him. So, to that I say, get better traditions. And if your children won't give this one up, get better children. Thank you for writing us today at Midnight Radio. Someone will be coming for you soon. You know, this is truly a joyous time of year. And there is nothing I enjoy more than telling people what to do. With that in mind, let us go to our second letter of the evening. Morning, evening, afternoon, nighttime, void. Dear Midnight Radio, I am sick of this holiday and how commercial it's all become. Whatever happened to presents over presents? <laughs> it's spelled like presents, like being here. You can't see it. It's very funny. I wish the people of the world would learn that this time of year should be more about getting together with those you love and not simply getting the newest video game for the N64. That's not a question. Also, you sound whiny and sanctimonious this holiday. You know, the most fun part about the holidays is staying out of other people's business and letting stuff go. In fact, in times like this, I have to wonder, are you like this about all holidays? Are you uppity about Easter? Being more religious than about colored eggs? How do you feel about Arbor Day and its love of trees? Or are you one of those people who keep posting, it just doesn't feel Christmassy this year, on your Facebooks or live journals? And if that's true... I regret to inform you that, well, it's all your fault. Christmas is what you make it. And if you don't feel Christmassy this year, maybe it's time to take some initiative and make it feel Christmassy. Thank you for writing. Somebody will be coming for you soon. <laughs> well, it's been a delightful year here at Midnight Radio. And I just want to thank you, each and every one of you, for listening. You know, ever since I got this job, I, I've been thinking... Um, I've been thinking about something. Um, I, uh... God, this is, this is so embarrassing to happen on air. This has been happening to me more and more than I'd like. I can't seem to... I can't seem to remember things. I... I wonder, I wonder, can we pull up the Christmas episode from last year, please? What do you mean there isn't one? I do one every year. This is the only one? No, that, that can't be true. I distinctly remember doing one. I've done at least two. I, um... Hmm. I guess... I guess the old memory is starting to slip. 
called? Call Danny. Somebody called Danny. Is, is, is he there? I, wait, no, no, no! <laughs> well, that's all from us here at Midnight Radio. We hope we've guided you through your Christmas Eve safe and sound. And remember, even if you think you're celebrating the holiday alone, no family or friends to guide you, just think, somebody's always watching. <laughs> oh, good night, Brightwall. I hope to never see you again. Thank you.